This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, November 22nd, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, single-dose psilocybin for a treatment-resistant episode of major depression, is in the New England Journal of Medicine. This phase two trial tested the psychedelic compound in magic mushrooms as a treatment for depression. The authors found that the drug psilocybin is effective, though perhaps not to the extent that earlier, smaller studies suggested. The proportion of participants in remission after treatment dropped over time, raising questions about the treatment's durability and whether additional doses would be helpful. Among adults with treatment-resistant depression, a single dose of 25 mg of psilocybin reduced depression severity significantly more than a 1 mg dose at 3 weeks. Next is a study in radiology titled Chest CT Findings in Marijuana Smokers. This retrospective case-controlled study used chest CT to investigate the possible effects of marijuana smoking on the lungs comparing marijuana smokers, non-smokers, and tobacco-only smokers. Emphysema rates were higher in age-matched marijuana smokers than in tobacco-only smokers. Emphysema was also more common in marijuana smokers than in non-smokers. Bronchial thickening, bronchiectasis, and mucoid impaction were higher in marijuana smokers than among all other groups bronchodilatory and immunomodulatory properties of certain compounds of marijuana may also be involved. A new article in Frontiers in Endocrinology is titled Prenatal Methamphetamine Exposure Causes Dysfunction in Glucose Metabolism and Low Birth Rate. The mechanisms of prenatal exposure to methamphetamine are not fully understood. In this study, the authors investigated the effects of the exposure on low birth weight and the fetal placental relationship. Prenatal methamphetamine exposure induced fetal weight loss and an insulin production deficit in the fetal pancreas. These results suggest These results suggest that methamphetamine generates disturbances in glucose metabolism and promotes low birth weight in the prenatal period. Next, we have an article in JAMA Health Forum titled Coverage and Prior Authorization Policies for Medications for Opioid Use Disorder and Medicaid-Managed Care. This study reviewed documents from 2018 determining which Medicaid plans covered medications for opioid use disorder and what the requirements were for prior approval. The authors found that Medicaid FFS plans were more likely to cover medications for opioid use disorder than managed care organization plans. The authors suggest that prior approval for medications for opioid use disorder be removed from all Medicaid plans. A new article in Journal of Addiction Medicine is titled Assessing Clinically Significant Cognitive Impairments Using the NIH Toolbox in Individuals with Co-Occurring Serious Mental Illness and Alcohol Use Disorder. An NIH cognitive battery of tests assess participants for clinically significant cognitive impairment. Cognitive impairment was found in 41% of the sample, compared with 15% in a normative sample. The most common impairment was an executive function. Multivariate regression found that clinically significant cognitive impairment was associated with head injury, severity of alcohol use disorder, and psychiatric symptom severity. The next article 
titled Increasing Mortality Rates from Infective Endocarditis Among Young U.S. Residents, is in the Journal of Internal Medicine. In this research letter, the authors analyze U.S. Center of Disease Control and Prevention death data to evaluate changes in death due to infective endocarditis between 1999 and 2020, while overall mortality due to infective endocarditis decreased from 2.1 to 1.9 per 100,000 people among young people aged 15 to 44 years old it increased from 0.3 to 0.6 per 100,000 people. People who inject drugs comprised an increasing percent of those who died, increasing from 10.2% to 19.5% among the young segment. The increase in deaths due to infective endocarditis correlates with increases in overdose deaths due to opioids and is of significant public health concern. Our next article is in the Annals of Internal Medicine, titled Annals for Hospitalists in Patient Notes, Managing Alcohol Withdrawal Syndrome in the Hospital Setting. A significant percent of patients admitted to the hospital have alcohol-related conditions and develop alcohol withdrawal syndrome. However, many are admitted for other medical issues, which may complicate the alcohol withdrawal treatment. While benzodiazepines are often the primary treatment for alcohol withdrawal treatment, they have potential harms in hospitalized patients, and most of the current evidence for their use is not from inpatient hospitalized settings. The author notes the clinical instrument withdrawal assessment for alcohol revised is also frequently not suited to the setting, primarily due to the comorbid medical issues. Given these gaps, additional studies are needed in hospital settings to evaluate the best measures of alcohol withdrawal syndrome medications, and dosing strategies. Our final article is titled Trauma-Focused Treatment for Comorbid Post-Traumatic Stress and Substance Use Disorder and is in Nature Reviews Psychology. Trauma-focused interventions using cognitive, emotional, or behavioral techniques are effective in treating post-traumatic stress disorder and comorbid substance use disorder. However, these treatments are underused. This narrative review found that psychosocial patient characteristics do not predict response or attendance consistently across studies, and patients' baseline PTSD and SUD severity might be linked to treatment outcome in nuanced ways. Patients who present with more severe symptoms might show strong response to trauma-focused treatment, yet greater severity might be associated with worse attendance. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ASAM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and asam.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.